Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in, podcast listeners. I want to encourage you to go give us five stars and also want to encourage you to not forget what day it is. Don't go full Tom Brady and lose your mind in the crucible moment and forget what the down and distance is. This is the Outkick Podcast. We got a loaded program for you. My buddy Lance Taylor swings by to hang out with us in the first hour. In the second hour, we will hang out with Ryan Glasspiegel talking about all of the layoffs at ESPN, hundreds of them. And then also we will talk with Chris Mannix, our NBA insider, as NBA Game 5 finishes off probably the NBA season. Why is why have the NBA ratings been a total disaster? We will discuss that more. Plus, my six-pack of NFL gambling picks to close out the show. We're on a roll with the NFL gambling picks. I hope I got six more winners for you. All that's still to come. Thank you so much for subscribing to the Outkick podcast. If you enjoy it, go give us five stars. I appreciate that. And the podcast begins now. I hope you have great weekends. Thanks for listening. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Not shocking last night that the Bears won, although maybe somewhat surprising, particularly if you watched the early parts of that game where it looked like the Bucs were just going to walk away with it up 13 to nothing it felt like there was going to be an easy win for the Bucs. But the way the game ended was just absolutely shocking. In particular because it appeared that Tom Brady went full J.R. Smith and was not aware of the situation in the game in the middle of the winning time. Final drive, this is not very complicated. 
It's not like Brady spiked the football, which is what Troy Aikman was saying late. Oh, sometimes when you spike the football, you forget about what the down might be. First of all, that's fairly inexcusable for one of the greatest, if not the greatest quarterback of all time. But on that final drive, which by the way, before we even get to the final drive, Matt Nagy totally almost blew this. A lot of times at the end of NFL games, you have got head coaches who maybe just aren't sleeping enough, but these guys will work 100 hours to put together a game plan. And then they make a decision that is so bad you sit back and look at it from a win probability perspective and you say, what in the world were you possibly thinking, Matt Nagy? Why did you in any way decide to throw the ball late there? Because if he just runs the ball, there's around 30 seconds-ish probably left for Brady when he takes possession with no timeouts left. Instead, this game didn't end because of the time constraints It ended because Brady fell apart in understanding the down and distance. And it was super weird because they only ran five plays, okay? First play couldn't have gone any better. Brady drops back to pass, 12-yard out to Mike Evans who gets out of bounds. There is still over a minute left to play. First down play, right after that first down, which should have been self-evident that the Bucs got a first down, Brady misses Mike Evans out wide that's probably a throw he would make most of the time I think but he misses Mike Evans so that seems pretty clear okay first down is out of the way on second down he passes over the middle of the field and they only get four yards so it's third and six again it seems very very easy to understand what's going on third and six Brady throws an incompletion to Gronkowski, and so then it's fourth down. The incompletion stops the clock. The team has the opportunity to go back into the huddle and discuss everything, and somehow when Brady throws the final incompletion, he didn't recognize that the game was over and the cameras cut to him standing there with four fingers in the air like he still got another down. And so I don't understand how a quarterback who has been in that situation that many times could make an error like that. Now, he did take a lot of hits the whole game. And I'm sure that there's not going to be an admission that what exactly happened was, oh, Brady was a little bit shell-shot because he had taken a bunch of hits because his offensive line didn't pass protect very well for him. But what's crazy about this, again, is there was not some sort of running clock situation. There was not a clock it situation where you spike the ball to stop the clock and you forget the down as a result of that. This was a very normal final drive, and the way that the Bucs lost was really strange. And... Again, I, I, I don't really know how a mental lapse is possible there when you are huddling with all of your teammates. So that is really, really confusing as to what's going on. Dub, you're saying they spiked it, but they didn't when you look at the final plays. The final four plays, they only ran five plays on the final drive. First down play, 12-yard out 
to Mike Evans. He gets out of bounds. The Bucks have it then as a first down at their own 37. On the first down play after that pass, they make the throw, Brady does, to Mike Evans on the other direction, the other side of the field, and misses him wide. So they go back into the huddle, second and 10. On second and 10, Keyshawn Vaughn, the running back in that scenario, is running a short crossing route. Uh, Brady hits him. Good tackle is made, making it third and six. On third and six, he tries to hit Gronk. The ball's a little bit high, and Gronk knocks it into the air, and it goes further down the field. Nobody really makes a play on it. Gronk's the only person to touch it. And then on fourth down, he tries the throw on fourth and six, which really it looked like was intended for Cameron Brait, but he was well covered on the play. So they only ran five plays, none of which was a spike. Are you in agreement now, Dub, that there was no spike? I mean, I'm looking yes, at the you know, final five I, plays. You know, there was so much bad decision-making and bad coaching and bad play-calling and bad refereeing as well. I just got lost in the sauce there. Yeah, look, I mean, there was a lot. I mean, the, the worst call of the game, in my opinion, was the roughing the passer that was called on third and 19 or whatever the heck it was on the next to last drive for the Bears. And you might say, well, it didn't end up mattering, but it did because the Bears gained a substantial amount of yardage and instead of punting from their own end zone, which would have given the Bucks probably the ball around, at a minimum, their own 40, their own 35, worst case scenario, the Bucks were pinned back deep and then the Bears got to start their final drive in much better field position than they otherwise would have. You can't call roughing the passer on that play that was just a really bad decision. Now, you can criticize the Bucks' final possession before the two-minute drive where they hand off on first down and then they throw two incompletions on the next two plays and they take like 13 seconds off the clock. But to me, the Matt Nagy decision-making was so bad to throw the ball on, I believe it was second down, and uh, the ball, you know, deep ball down the right sideline that got knocked away incomplete. And that way they didn't, forced the Bucks to take their final timeout with still third down remaining, in which case the Bucks would have been forced to take a timeout. Uh, they would have been forced to get the ball back with around 30 seconds left after a, a potentially made field goal. So there were a lot of bad decisions being made down the stretch here. But to me, the one that's going to stand out and people are going to remember the most is Brady for getting the down and losing again to Nick Foles. I don't think, honestly, that the, the – congratulations to the Bears for winning this game, all right? They're 4-1. and one. They've won a lot of close games. And congratulations to the Bears for finding a way to win. I feel like the Bucks gave this game away. I really do. Uh, now, there was good pressure on Brady for much of the night. And eventually, I think that might have added up into him making some poor decisions in the pocket. But the Bucks had the ball with a lot of different opportunities in this game to really open up a substantial uh, score difference and put it away. And really, I think the play of the game, if you have to point to anything on Thursday night, while most people are going to focus on the second half, I think the play of the game was late in the first half, the hit that caused the fumble that gave the Bears the ball inside the 30, and we had that incredible touchdown catch by, uh, by the tight end 
uh, for the uh, for the Bears. The one-hander in the end zone that was Jimmy Graham made, which was absolutely a fantastic catch to give them the lead going into the half. And that's the play where I feel like the Bucks really lost control of the game in some way because the rest of the rest of the game was just a field goal kicking contest. And the Bucks were in much better shape. They should have been in much better shape, I think, down the stretch than they were. But still, it was shocking to watch Tom Brady get the ball back with a minute 17 to go, make that first pass on first down to get out to the 37. I know there's a lot of Bears fans listening right now that watched that first pass and thought, okay, here we go. And then Brady just kind of fell apart with his offense and didn't make plays from there. I thought it was super strange. Just a super strange ending. All right. Maybe we'll have a lot more strange games. I don't know. We're going to be joined by my guy Lance Taylor next. We'll talk about all the college football games to come, all the NFL games to come. Worth mentioning that we now have new games scheduled. Monday night games, Tuesday night games. I feel like even talking about them doesn't make a lot of sense because are the Titans going to make it through with no more positive tests and actually play on Tuesday All of this is a bit of a mess, but at least it's out there. We'll see what ends up transpiring going forward. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o -O who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! 
What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Joined now, as we often are in the first hour of the program, my buddy Lance Taylor, 94.5 Jocks down in Birmingham at the Lance Taylor on Twitter. Uh, LT, knock on wood furiously. Like, you know, I feel like we have to do this all the time. But right off the top, it's a pretty good feeling, I would imagine, for the SEC to be able to have a third straight week of zero issues with every team being able to play, right? We got two the first two weeks of the season in, 14 different games. I'm knocking on wood because there's always the possibility it being 2020 of things going awry. But that's a pretty good feeling, don't you think, for the SEC to be getting into their third week without having to reschedule any games, without having to change anything. And that's almost 30% of the season, given the fact that everybody's playing 10 games. Yeah, I am knocking on wood because your Titans in the NFL, we thought that we had that totally dialed in and airtight. Obviously, there's been breakouts there. So, I mean, this thing can get off the rails quickly. But, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, so far, so good. And uh, zero cases reported. I mean, that's awesome. Um, you know, we've had – you know, I don't know what's come out of the limited crowd capacities we've had. Now, I think Georgia kind of busted their 20% capacity <laughs> Saturday night against Auburn. I don't think there was any doubt about that. It's amazing nobody's really talking about that. I don't care because I had the Bulldogs minus six and a half. But, uh, yeah, so far so good. What's up with Auburn? You know, like just in general, they've been an erratic program. But when you look at that, the game that you just mentioned against Georgia, Auburn is 3-13 and 13 in their last 16 against uh, against Georgia. That's pretty unbelievable, right? Uh, to have that level of futility, and they got absolutely dominated by Georgia. What did you see in that game, and what did it tell us about both teams going forward? Well, a um, well, a 
one A and one and, and and one B would be Kirby Smart owns Auburn. I mean, he's five and one now against Auburn, and Auburn scored fourteen or few in five of those six games. And then the second part of that, Georgia's just got a dominant defense. I mean, lights out. It was arguably the best defense in college football last year. Um, it's a defense now that I guess you can make the argument again. They're they're allowing an SEC low eight points per game after holding limited armor to six points. I just think they've got a great defense. Now, do I believe Stetson Bennett the fourth is a quarterback that's going to lead them to a championship? I'm, I'm not buying into that yet. But Auburn's just got average play at quarterback. They can't run the football. And when Gus Malzahn has had success going back to 2013, and then again in 2007 where they made a run to the SEC championship game, they were able to run the football, and they had a a premier back. And I think Tank Bixby, the freshman, can be that guy ultimately. But when you know Auburn goes for 39 on the ground and Zamir White outrushes them with 41 in the first quarter, it's a big problem. And Gus Gus Malzahn brought Chad Morris in to fix this. And I, and I don't know if Chad Morris is the answer. When you start to look at Chad Morris at Clemson, he leaves there. Clemson seems to be in a better spot now. Chad Morris goes to SMU. SMU seems to be in a better spot with Sonny Dykes now. Uh, Chad Morris goes to Arkansas. They didn't win an SEC game under him, and it only took two games for Sam Pittman to win one. So, you know, I don't know where the stock right now is on Chad Morris. We're talking to Lance Taylor at the Lance Taylor 94.5 Jocks in Birmingham. We're going to have a conversation top of hour two. We tend to do our draft games, right? Like what NFL games are you most excited for? What college football games are you most excited for? For college football, let's start there. Where do you think the biggest and best games are? And I'll go ahead and give you a couple. Tennessee, Georgia, do you expect it to be a real battle? Miami on the road against Clemson, what do you expect? And Florida, Texas A&M, I would say those are the three that really kind of stand out to most people. What do you expect there? Yeah, well, let me start with your Tennessee Volunteers first. One thing I could say about them is they might have advantage at quarterback. Again, I don't know what you're going to get week in, week out with Stetson uh, Stetson Bennett. Like, he did come in and calm everybody down against Arkansas, and they played a pretty solid second half there. And look, and he was efficient in his first career start. The numbers weren't great, but you didn't really expect him to be great. But Garantano, the way he's playing right now, you could at least make the argument Tennessee's got the better quarterback. Uh, Tennessee's finally running the ball with the combination of Gray and Chandler. And Tennessee's playing clean football. Three penalties, no turnovers against Missouri. I don't expect them to beat Georgia. That number, to me, may be a little inflated. Um, that could end up being a great game. It could be a Georgia 21-point win just based on the fact that, you know, you look at these two the last couple of times they've played, it really hasn't been close. Georgia three straight wins by a combined score of 122-26. to 26. I think Tennessee will play them a little tighter than that. I don't know my if I've got a huge expectation for that game on the other ones. I'm, I'm buying into Miami. Um, I don't know why. I didn't buy into him with Mark Rick. I really didn't. Yeah. Um, I don't think Manny Diaz is the best coach in the world. I think he knows defense, but they've got a dynamic quarterback in De'Ara King. And I just think with Miami improved on special teams, we know that they've got a really good defense. I think they can keep this close. Trevor Lawrence doesn't turn the football over, but Miami, who loves to turn people over, if they can somehow find a way to be plus in turnover margin, I think this thing goes deep into the fourth quarter. It reminds me, Clay, 2017, Lamar Jackson, that hot offense for Louisville, rolled into Death Valley. It was a one-possession game. I think we get that type of game on Saturday night in Death Valley. As far as Florida, Texas A&M, 
Love this Florida offense. Not 100% sold on Todd Grantham's defense, but A&M looks to be a complete mess right now. You know, they tie up Alabama 14-all early in the second quarter, and then Alabama just dusts them. Um, Kellen Mond, to me, is an average quarterback. Kyle Trask will outplay him. But, you know, that number's so weird. Sitting at six and a half, I think Texas A&M might play them tight. But for whatever reason, Jimbo's just not been good against top ten, ten, top ten teams lately. All right. Uh, I, I'm fascinated to watch all three of those games. Uh, I gave out gambling picks yesterday. If you missed it, I like Tennessee, I like Miami, and I like the over in the Texas A&M uh, Florida game. What do you think about Kyle Trask as a Heisman Trophy winner? So my argument would be, and I'm curious how you would assess, it's going to be very difficult to have a guy suddenly parachute in like Justin Fields, play eight games potentially if everything goes well in the Big Ten, and overtake a Trevor Lawrence or a De'Ara King if suddenly there's something crazy that comes out of an upset there for Miami, or a Kyle Trask, because those guys are already going to have posted pretty impressive numbers. And so I tend to think this is going to end up Kyle Trask versus Trevor Lawrence to win the Heisman trying to look ahead. What do you think about that? Well, you know, we did who would be invited right now to the Heisman Trophy ceremonies, you know, and we only did three seats. And I actually had Trevor Lawrence number four. No offense to Trevor Lawrence, but really hasn't played anyone. And Trevor Lawrence, the expectation so much. I mean, he's going to have to do so much. To actually he's the Heisman, Heisman favorite right now is if you were if yeah, you look at the betting markets. But, but, you know, I think if I was putting three there, it would be Kyle Trask. I think I would go Mac Jones, who leads all quarterbacks in QBR right now. And then I think I would put Zach Wilson – a guy that's completing 83% of his passes, games that aren't even close. I know BYU really hasn't played anyone at all. But Zach Wilson's a hell of a quarterback, and nobody knows about Zach Wilson because it's the only team playing out West right now. But back to Kyle Trask winning a Heisman Trophy, yeah, I think he's got a legitimate shot. I mean, Dan Mullen is, I mean, one of the top two or three play callers right now in college football. You would have said maybe behind Lincoln Riley up until the disastrous last couple of weeks in Norman. The only problem you might have with Kyle Trask, Clay, is Kyle Pitts, you know, his own teammate. And Kyle Pitts is so dynamic, and he's already got six touchdowns through two games. And, and, you know, voters love to be so different and go against the grain. We saw when Charles Woodson took took out your boy Peyton Manning and one of the most unfair Heisman votings of all time. If Kyle Pitts at tight end was able to have 20 touchdowns this year, which is a possibility. I mean, if you watched him play in two games, that's a legit possibility. You know, I could see Kyle Pitts maybe take votes away from Kyle Trask. Do you buy into there's uh, a couple more questions on college football and the SEC in particular? We're down to only four undefeated teams, Alabama, uh, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee. Georgia and Tennessee are obviously playing against each other. After the third week at minimum, Florida could lose on the road against A&M too. And then we got Bama playing against Georgia. We could be in a situation where there's hardly anybody that's undefeated in the SEC by mid-October, right? I mean, that's not a crazy presumption if you look at the schedule. How do you think that's going to play out? Do you buy in that there's a gap uh, between those top three and everybody else, between the top five or six? How how would you assess the SEC through two weeks, top to bottom? Yeah, I mean, I've still got to go that Alabama's your number one team. Based on the defense I've seen with Georgia, I mean, it depends. Are we in a, an era now in college football where offenses win championships or is it defenses? Again, Stetson Bennett scares me, and that's probably unfair to that kid. I just thought for sure – a couple of months ago, it was going to be Jamie Newman or JT yep. Daniels, and JT Daniels gets cleared. I was excited about watching him play, and I'm just shocked that Stetson Benson is, uh, Bennett is the uh, starting quarterback right now for the Georgia Bulldogs, but their defense is so good. 
I would go Alabama. I would go Georgia and Florida right there. And I think there's a separation between those three and everybody else. Uh, I kind of agree with you. That's why I'm intrigued to see what happens with Tennessee on the road against Georgia to see whether Tennessee is capable of playing up. I think they've demonstrated they can beat the bad teams. Now can they be competitive with the good teams? That's the next step that they need to uh, to take. We're talking to Lance Taylor, 94.5 jocks down in Birmingham. Let's go to the NFL. Uh, are you a believer in the Browns at 3-1 and one as a legit playoff contender? Yeah, you know, I said before the season, I wasn't buying last year. And Freddie Kitchens is a nice guy with the Alabama Ties, former Alabama started quarterback. I just thought that, uh, you know, at the end of 2018, he had a really good rapport with Baker Mayfield, and I thought it was a knee-jerk to give him that job. Kevin Stefanski looks like the real deal. You know, in week one, they got a little overwhelmed by the Ravens, who hit on all cylinders. But since then, three straight 30 uh, plus point games for the first time since 1968 and they're three and one for the first time since 2001 and it just looks like they're playing as a team unfortunately with all of their balance losing Nick Chubb is really going to hurt now Kareem Hunt is a capable guy of coming in and giving you a lot of production at the running back position but I like this Browns team a lot another problem for them outside of the Chubb injury is that everybody talks about the NFC West and I'm a Rams guy and I think that division is really really tough the AFC North is really difficult as well. When you look at Baltimore, you look at Pittsburgh, an undefeated team no one is talking about, and now you look at this 3-1 and Browns team that can score a lot of points. But, yeah, I am buying with the expansion of the NFL playoffs to seven teams now. I think the Browns are going to find their way there. What about the Battle of Pennsylvania? The Eagles went on the road and got a really unprecedented win for a lot of people, even though the 49ers, I know, are beat up from a health perspective. And now the Steelers, who had to sit out for the Titans, they already had their bye week. They're around a seven-point favorite. That seems steep to me. What do you think And what is pretty intriguing game? Okay, so in 2017, before the injury, uh, I was watching Carson Wentz in the Coliseum, and he had that fluke ACL injury where he's diving in the end zone against the Rams. They end up winning that game. Nick Foles takes over. No one thought Philadelphia had a shot. They go on to win Super Bowl 52. At that moment, I really believe Carson Wentz, and, or Carson Wentz was trending to become the best player in the NFL. He was going to he be the MVP that year if he doesn't get hurt. Yeah, he was, Clay. And right now, I don't know about you, but he just seems like a really average quarterback. I mean, he's got seven interceptions. That's the most in the NFL. Um, I mean, he just turns the ball over nonstop. And you look at this Pittsburgh defense. They're only allowing 54 rush yards per game. That's the best in the NFL. I know seven is, is typically a higher number. When we're talking about NFL games, I thought the Eagles were lucky to get that win on the road against a banged-up San Francisco team. The Eagles aren't healthy either. Um, I, I, I like Pittsburgh. I like the balance. I like Connor and Snell in the backfield. I think Roethlisberger still one of the better, close-to-elite quarterbacks. Um, and amazing stat for you here. Pittsburgh looking to start 4-0 and for the first time since 1979, which is hard to believe with that great franchise. That is pretty wild to, uh, to think about in general. What games, if any, do you particularly love gambling this weekend, college football or the NFL? Well, NFL, I'll start with Baltimore. I don't think they've really played a complete game since week one against Cleveland. It's a huge number at 13. Um, I think you lay it against Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. I'll give Joe Burrow a lot of credit. Tough kid. He's gone 300-plus in three consecutive games. Cincinnati still is not a good football team. I think Lamar Jackson, although he's a little banged up, if he does come out and plays 100%, um, he is dominated in his couple of performances against the Bengals. So I do like Baltimore in that spot. I'm with you. I like the Miami Hurricanes. 
I think this is one of two ways. I think Clemson flexes up and says, okay, here's a team in the ACC everybody's talking about. Outside of Clemson, we're going to show everyone that we're still the alpha in this conference, and they win the game by 28, or Miami takes it to a final possession. I think it's the latter. I think Miami and De'Aaron King being such a dynamic quarterback, and when we talk about Heisman, if Miami is able to roll in there, King puts up 300-plus total yards, and they get the win, De'Aaron King could be your Heisman front runner coming out of this week. How wild is it that De'Aaron King and Kyle Trask were the same year at the same high school? I think it's Marvell High School outside of Houston, and they both played, right? I mean, this is kind of unbelievable that they would then end up potentially both at the Heisman ceremony if your uh, if your logic there played out and he went on the road and had a great game. I mean, that's not crazy to think that two high school football teammates on the same team in the same year at the same position could both be in New York. No, it's 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 amazing. It's unheard of. I mean, it's almost up there with, you know, two different brothers winning a Super Bowl championship or two different brothers in the hardballs coaching against each other in a Super Bowl. I mean, the, the probability of that is just, I mean, it's mind-blowing. And your friend Todd Furman uh, informed us this week, which was crazy. I had no idea. Kyle Trask named after Kyle Field. Yeah. You think Texas A&M would trade yeah. Kellen Mond right now for Kyle Trask? Well, I mean, the the one more ironic one would obviously be, I know Sam Ellinger's pretty good, but that remember that string of quarterbacks that Texas had passed on that all wanted to go to Texas and then ended up, you know, like RG3, Andrew Luck. There was a huge list of Texas kids who had wanted to go to the University of Texas that Texas had not taken. And, uh, and, and you know, that would, be, uh, th- that would be even more amazing. But it is crazy that he's literally named after the football stadium. You know what's funny, Clay? So we've talked 20 minutes here, and we've talked about a bunch of different games in the NFL and a ton of games on the college football board for week six, and we have not even mentioned Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah, that is that's how a good bad point. this season has begun for both of those. And, and I don't know about you, the Big 12 is done. And you can say what you want about Oklahoma State being undefeated. When you start to look at their schedule, I'll be borderline shocked if they don't end up with three losses. I mean, it is wild. Is totally gone. It is wild that usually Texas-Oklahoma is such a huge game in college football. And you're right, we haven't even mentioned it. And honestly, Oklahoma is 0-2, we know, for the first time in over 20 years. Texas had no business winning that game against Texas Tech. These teams should be a combined 0-4 in the Big 12. Yeah, which, I mean, that's just, it's, it's mind-blowing. And When you and think the about the structural is, advantages that those programs have over everybody else in the Big 12, for them to be sitting at 1-3 and three in a year and nearly 0-4 oh just shouldn't be possible to happen. Yeah, it's, it's inexcusable. And I thought Tom Herman was going to have a lot of success, and I think I even bet, and within five years he would have them in a college football playoff. And that's obviously not going to happen. You know, for Oklahoma, I think Spencer Rattler, I mean, a couple of things, they haven't gotten the defense right yet. And Spencer Rattler is by far the worst quarterback of the four that Lincoln Riley has had thus far. But I don't know about you, but even after losing to a Sunbelt team in week one, I think Iowa State's probably the best team in the conference. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to feel about Oklahoma State. They had all the offseason tumult, and they didn't start the season very well against Tulsa. They are 2-0 and in the Big 12. Uh, but uh, but that was a heck of a win for Iowa State. Their first win over Oklahoma at home in 60 years. Uh, just think about all the older guys who probably watched all those games who were big Cyclone fans and how much they must have enjoyed it and also how much they must have thought you know, down the stretch, oh, we're going to find a way to lose this one. So to actually win it, pretty awesome. Uh, LT, we will yeah, talk hey, to if you. you. If you yeah. like this because you, you love to gamble, Clay, quickly, Iowa State 11-1 against the number in October dating back to 17. So the Cyclones love to cover. 
in the month of October, just throwing that out there for you. Yeah, and you love to gamble, and people can find you where? Lance'sLocks.com? Yeah, Lance'sLock.com, really simple. Just check out the website. We've got everything up and available. I appreciate the plug there, Clay. No worries. We will uh, talk to you next week. Keep up the good work down in Birmingham. Good luck uh, dealing with the uh, the vestiges of the hurricane that is expected to come through, and hopefully – uh, that Alabama Ole Miss game won't be too impacted by the weather because I think there could be some offensive pyrotechnics down there. A bigger impact could be direct TV. I don't know about you. When I get one small rain cloud over my dish, over my house, everything shuts down. So that's the only thing that's scaring me to death. I'd hate to be here for a full 12-hour Saturday of watching college football, and I can't see anything because of direct TV. Now, that's why I've got Comcast. Good for you. Uh, by the way, Lane Kiffin seems to have gigged. I know I said last question, but Lane Kiffin seems to have gigged Nick Saban a couple of different times. And I was impressed that Saban seemed to take it with pretty good humor. What do you think the relationship is like between Lane Kiffin and uh, Nick Saban now? You know, obviously Nick Saban respects Lane Kiffin as a play caller. You know, I was talking about, you know, Dan Mullen being one of the best play callers in college football. Lane Kiffin is that, too, if you've watched Matt Corral on this offense. Um, yeah, I I think the relationship, I think it's complicated, you know, for, for Nick Saban to bring him in as the offense coordinator, and you can't say it wasn't a success. Three years, three SEC championships, a national championship, and a lost national championship. Um, but Lane Kiffin did kind of get run off before one of those national championship appearances. And, you know, this week Kiffin called him elderly. I know he was yeah. kind of joking. And Nick Saban, you know, when he was asked about it, you know, he took it the right way. But you just wonder behind the scenes how dominant Saban's been against his assistants, 20-0 and in 18 of those games, not even close. And this is an Ole Miss offense. And I said it on Monday, excuse me, Ole Miss defense has already given up over 1,200 yards and 92 points in two games. If Alabama wants to score 70, they're going to score 70. And you just wonder, you know, weather permitting, if Nick Saban just puts pedal down the entire time and really proves a point. That's why I think the over in Bama is a great play here. I really do. I think I think there are going to be a lot of points scored. I think Bama hits them up and covers with ease, and uh, and I think uh, they're going to score 50-plus almost without trying. Uh, LT, good stuff as always. We'll talk to you next week. See you, Clay. Thanks. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their firestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be I know 2020 has been crazy, and uh, we have all these games that have been rescheduled now. We might have Tuesday night football with the Titans and the Bills, depending on whether the Titans can manage to avoid any more positive tests, which, frankly, I don't have a lot of faith in. And we got all different sorts of maneuvering, games being adjusted, all of those things. But the most shocking result of anything that has happened in the NFL so far I think is Tom Brady forgetting the down and distance on the final drive of a game. I would have bet a lot of money that that was not going to happen. And to me, and we'll talk about this a little bit later in the show, but to me, it sends up a warning flag, basically, that the long discipline that existed with the New England Patriots and 
You know, what was the mantra with Bill Belichick? Do your job. If you do your job, then the team's going to win. You don't need to do more. You don't need to do less. Just do what you're assigned to do. That's the foundation of a very disciplined team. And right now, with the way that the Bucks have lost, both to the Saints and now more alarmingly to the Bears, this was a game that, frankly, the Bucks had no business losing at all. And I wonder if Tom Brady now is starting to recognize all of the things that Bill Belichick did to make his job easier that Bruce Arians is not doing. All the little detail work that made the Brady-Belichick dynasty such an incredible success, it all seems to not exist right now. And maybe we're being too critical because Tom Brady each of the last three weeks got better and better. But the offensive line blocking and performance was really mediocre. The decisions late in the game didn't make a lot of sense. The 11 penalties for 109 yards, over 100 penalty yards against the Saints too. It's easier to me to write off the Saints' performance by the Bucks because it was week one. The team hadn't gotten a lot of work, hadn't gotten a lot of reps in. This is now week five. Now, if you're a big Brady fan, and I know a lot of you listening to me right now are, you can certainly point to this and say, wait a minute, Clay, you're overreacting to an early season football game, which is the great flaw that every Patriots hater fell into year after year after year of the Brady-Belichick dynasty. There would always be some stinkers in September, in early October, surrounding the Patriots where they just didn't show up and they got dominated and they didn't look good. And then come November and December and January, the team was rounding into shape. Belichick and Brady were finding out exactly what worked and all of the fears that had manifest themselves in September and early October disappeared. And this was a team that looked like it had championship pedigree. The difference is you could rely on Bill Belichick to get things fixed. I don't know that you can rely on Bruce Arians and this coaching staff to get things fixed. And I I know that Brady has to be furious when he goes back and he watches all the tape on this game. I'm sure he's furious already. He looked furious on the sideline several different times during last night's game. And I think this is an ominous sign about the lack of discipline and what it could mean going forward for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I was mentioning earlier, and I should go ahead and mention it, even though planning for any of these games has been virtually impossible, there are a lot of different moving parts associated with the schedule. And for those of you waking up, I should probably give you an idea what might be going on. The Titans game against the Buffalo Bills has officially been moved from Sunday to Tuesday. The Bills Chiefs has been, as a result, moved from Thursday to Sunday. And the Patriots Broncos has also moved from Sunday to Monday night. All right. That's a lot of different moving parts. And one of the challenges is if the Titans have more positive tests, which they've had a lot of positive tests so far. If the Titans have more positive tests, then the Bills-Titans game 
might be punted, basically, and say, hey, it's not going to happen. And then we're going to end up with Thursday night football being back on. So the Bills are in a super awkward spot right now because they may have to switch preparation for somebody else. They don't even know exactly who they're going to play and what day they're going to play. Are they playing on Tuesday against the Titans? Are they playing maybe on Thursday if that Tuesday game falls apart? Are they playing on Sunday? All of this is just a colossal mess. A lot to get into here. Having a good time. More on the Bucks' big loss. More on college football and the NFL. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!